1: If I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today.
0: Stallion, when we were recording the podcast, I asked you, what is one of the top reasons people give as to why they want to pay off their house? And you said
1: because they won't have a mortgage payment anymore. It's the biggest expense in their in their minds.
0: Gotcha, all right. Now, for a lot of people too, they, they struggle with the idea of saving money elsewhere and they forget that there's two sides to the coin, right? Like, so if I have, let's just, for instance, say, and this is an example that I walked through so many times, so many times when I was doing one-on-one coaching with people. I'm just going to use a generic example. Their house is $400,000. They have a $200,000 mortgage left on it. Mm-hmm. They've got $200,000 sitting in an account, right? And let's just for simplicity, the house is worth 400000 right? So I got $400, right. $400,000 of mortgage or home value. I got $200,000 of cash. And assuming I have nothing else, what's my asset total? Your asset total is... 600,000. 600,000. Good. Right. Four plus two, 600. <laughs> you're following me. I love it. I love it. Okay. You know, like fast math, you're, you're already excelling. All right. I said that they had a $200,000 mortgage. Right. And assuming that's all they owe, right? That's right. What is their net worth? 400,000. 400,000. Now, we're not about net worth, but a lot of times most people are. Before they come to us, and they understand cash flow and everything else. That's all they're focused on. I want right. my net worth to be 5 million, 3 million 35 million, whatever the number is. Now, Joey, if I take the $200,000 that I have sitting in cash and I stroke a check and I pay off the mortgage, mm-hmm. how much in assets do I have now? 400,000. 400,000. I got rid of the 200, didn't I? That's right. How much do I have in liabilities now? Zero. Zero. So what is my net worth? 400,000. It's still 400,000. I made a balanced neutral decision, right? right? It's have you ever changed jobs to be in the exact same position that you were in before? No. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, does it? But people make that financial decision all the time. Now, one of the conversations that I would have with people is I would show them that. And I would say, now, let's talk about how can we take this $200,000 that's sitting as an asset and do what no one else is teaching you how to do, which is to buy more assets with the $200,000 and create more cash flow. To your situation and use the cash flow to buy more assets so that we build up the left side of your balance sheet, the asset column of your balance sheet, so stinking large that your friends would be envious. Mm. I like that. And that is a thing that I think is oftentimes forgotten. Ernie mentioned that at the very end is that what if if we used an insurance policy as the place to hold our cash, to hold our equity? Well, for those people who have a trouble thinking of their mortgage and having this debt, if I know I have 200000 sitting in, in cash value and I have $200,000 in mortgages, can't I say my house is paid off? They're really the same thing, right? Right. 100%. This is one of the subject matters, Joey, I know that's going to ruffle some feathers out there, which we're okay with, right? That's what we're good at. That's Right.
1: But I think at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to to determine what is more important. Is debt freedom more important than financial freedom? Is the idea, the scarcity of having a potential of your house being taken away more important than having your time be owned by somebody else for the next 30 or 40 years? I think that's what you're going to determine in this episode. I can't wait for you to hear it as we go around to each of the top financial coaches in the country. So Russ, let's get to it, man. Let's step up to the table and let's belly up. Welcome to the
2: Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you, these financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here
0: are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so you can more easily understand them, and more importantly, take action. On your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us. Welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy. Most because lack of follow-through guy or lack of listening guy, as my partner just said, just didn't sound so cool to me. Enough about me though. Let me introduce you to my co-host, the Italian Stallion. He's got the license plate covered to prove it, Mr. Joey Murray. Stallion, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Russ. Uh, I, I didn't mean to burn you that hard in the inner circle time. I'm I'm sorry. I just need I just need to go ahead and apologize.
0: You did. I feel I feel like a like a marshmallow been been too close to the flame.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Not, not nearly as fluffy. Uh, but but yeah, let's let's get on with this today, Russ. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, that is a, that was an opportunity there, Stallion, for Ghostbusters reference. And you totally forgot. totally missed it. Totally you missed it. it. All right. Tell me. We're talking about when is the right time to pay off my house? Why is this so important for us to cover today?
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. like You, you act like this is such a no-brainer. Like well, this, is, this is not something that we need to cover. It's not valid. But there are so many conversations that happen on the coaching side. That's why I wanted these coaches to weigh in on this topic. They get this question a lot. And the reason is because the rest of the world, Wall Street, big banks, and everybody else has been telling them that this is the way to freedom. And my thought is, is there's a lot more perspectives on this round table that can help people break out of
0: that mold and out of that thought process. That's why it's important. Okay, all right. I I do think there's a lot of conversation about this. I think this is one of those topics that is brought up a lot. So I I definitely think they have, some valuable information to share with us. But thankfully, I don't have to listen to you for the whole time. I can't pick the brains of these superpowers out there. And the first one, to my left, Mr. Incredible himself, his superpower is speed to financial freedom. And the real beauty of that speed is this contagious. My man, J.D. Hill, say hello to your fans, J.D. Hello, fans. Uh, I... (laughs) Contrary to
3: what you may think, Russ, I'm actually really excited uh, about this topic because I'm going to speak in absolutes uh, and I'm going to go all in on this topic. Uh, before I'm, you know, I, I'm generally relatively generic, not as generic as as uh, the gooch, uh, but uh, today I'm going to be I'm going to be resolute and absolute in, in my answer.
0: There Man. it is. We're we're <laughs> slinging flames around this place. It is arrows, arrows. Oh, arrows are flying. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I, I'm gonna skip right to the gooch because I gotta let him into the conversation. If you're going to go throw in arrows this way, speaking of the gooch, the retiree, Mr. Catch Me If You Can, but he's not killing bears with his bare hands or spear diving for tuna. He's dropping gold nuggets right here. The one and only Mark Haraguchi. Welcome, Mark. Good afternoon. Ah, oh, sun's
4: out, guns out. So we might as well start slinging some, you know, spears around here. Um, yeah. Right time to pay off a house. Oh, I can speak from, from pure experience on this one. And the right time to pay it off is right up until you do.
0: <laughs> I'm liking your answers.
4: What, what do you mean, Mark? You are saying you've done it and you would never do it again. What do you mean? I'm saying I did it. I got the t-shirt and right after I paid it off, I I was, I was super excited right until I paid it off. And then I paid it off and I went, wait a minute, there's all that money that's stuck in there. Mm. It's not doing a thing for me. So uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time, right up until I actually followed through on the idea.
1: So debt payers
4: remorse, is that what you'd call that? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah.
0: That is, yeah, I've not, not heard that term, Joey. I've had buyer's remorse many a time. It's a new one. It's a new one for me. It's Dave Ramsey's thing. He mm. wanted it from him. Oh, I, I've recently heard of the, the partner's remorse, but debt payer's remorse. Hmm. Very interesting. All right, let's get over to the true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. If I would have only known him earlier, I would have been so much richer, says Everyone. Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. Nice to see Ern. Nice to be seen. Glad
2: to be here. I like that JD is going to be pretty bold. Mark <laughs> is is off his mark as Mr. Generic, as we would call it. He's pretty strong, by the way. Mark is is so strong in there that area that I think we might as well start checking his underpants because he's probably wearing some Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, oh man! As much as Mark yeah. likes saying, it depends. <laughs> I don't
0: oh no! Hey, hey! By the way, there's some um, some very specific trademarks out there that you got to be careful you don't tread in, right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Joey and I were we interviewing a guest who their company actually has a patent on, <laughs> uh, on some on some new depends that will will catch. <laughs> Catch an accident in a hurry. It'll tell in you, a hurry,
1: yeah. Hey, go change that uh, grandpa's depends because he did. He does have a boo boo. Yeah. That, hey, oh, don't give away. Don't here. give
0: away the other
2: podcast, Rusty. Are y'all, are y'all are y'all early investors in this company?
3: Oh, he's all in. Ooh, he's all I'm in. ready. They're, they're definitely early adopters and users for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's 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 get back to the subject at hand. This is an important topic. I agree lots of conversation around it. lots of people that are are on this road to trying to pay off their house it would be one of the biggest goals that maybe many people would say is on their list of items to accomplish to be financially free but yet sometimes when they talk to maybe a financial coach or someone out there they're being told they shouldn't pay off their house so i want to talk about is this important how is it important and where someone should be considering the maybe the top reasons to pay off a mortgage. So I'm co- I'm coming to you, Mr. Strong. Jump in here, JD. Let's hear let's hear your thoughts on this subject today.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go with never. Uh, hard line <laughs> in the sands. You should never pay off your house
0: ever. Okay, but but I'm I'm house. giving you the top reasons people identify to pay off their mortgage, okay? So maybe let's start there. <laughs> I realize you don't want them to pay it off, but what are the top oh, reasons that people- I wasn't listening. I. It's okay, I will repeat the. I will repeat- And the, that would be yeah. one of the
4: top reasons why people pay off their mortgages, they weren't listening.
0: That's, yeah. right. that's, <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's, that's right. Thanks too, okay. <laughs> We've surveyed a hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> what are the top reasons people identify of why they are going to pay off their mortgage. What's your number one um, reason
3: that people give? Uh, to be debt-free? I don't know.
0: I Okay, all right. Uh, survey going to Mark. What is the top reason people give as to why they want to pay off their home? There's an emotional component. Mm. Mm. So now we've got feelings involved. The, in, the, internal, the internal struggle. Earn, what's your top reason why people... Have decided they want to pay off their home. My spouse wants me to. <laughs> ah, the spouse wants them to stallion.
1: You know, if I pay the mortgage off, I'll never have a mortgage payment. That's logical. Wow. And so they're they're trying to get rid of the payment, right? Okay. They they see that as a as a drag or as a um, a noose, right? Having this mm-hmm. payment. But let me, let me say this, JD, you mentioned um, it's emotional, but there are people like we talk about finances as if they're always black and white, but people have experiences where someone lost a house and they got kicked out and they were a kid and they have that burned in their, like in their heart, like, man, this was impactful to me as a kid. I never want to have that happen to me. And they blame the fact that there was a mortgage. Right. So yeah. this is like, this is legit. When you say my spouse told me I, I want to do it, maybe that's their experience. And, and so that that becomes d- messy, you know? All right. Would you shut up so I can get my answer? We <laughs> go got to keep it. going.
2: There are so many more reasons. We got
0: to keep going. <laughs> oh, um, hey, how about I just completed baby step number five. I can't go to number seven without doing <laughs> number six. <laughs>
2: I cannot be generous unless I've paid off
0: my house. <laughs> That's right. Okay, That's so right. That, we, we've we all had a chance to go around. Is anybody got a number two that they want to just throw out there that we didn't hit? I will save so much interest by paying this mm-hmm. off early. I will pay so much in taxes. I mean, I will save so much in interest. <laughs> yes, I agree 100% with you. Anyone Wait, else?
1: Let me throw this out. You remember Garrick McCarty, his episode with us? It wasn't that he was so focused on paying off a mortgage as he didn't know what to do with cash. And so he opted to the default of, I'll just at least pay it into my house. That's a safe place where I can put capital. I'll just, I'll just store cash in my house. And he found out obviously later that that wasn't necessarily the safest place for him to put it, but that's a, that's
0: a real reason. Mm-hmm. People all right, let's quickly, let's identify out of some of these, what are the, the ones that we should focus on? Because we we, we have limited time on this podcast. So I want to make sure we get to all the things. So one is internally, I'm stressed out about it. Mark, I think you hit the nail on the head talking about that, right? So yeah. let's let, let's break that down. How do you, as a coach, who have been there, done that on paying off the house, realize it was a mistake. How do you communicate facts, logic into a situation that is emotional for that individual?
4: The way that I approach it is, I don't say that it. for me, it was a, a, a mistake. I view it as a mistake. I'm not going to say it's a mistake for someone else because your wants, needs, and desires are different. I approach this through the question of, is this getting me closer or further from financial freedom? And now all of a sudden it's not a right or wrong. It's not a Mark said this Mark said that, or I should do this. No, it's, it's ask yourself the question. So when I paid off my, my, my condominium and you stand there and you look at this, this condo, which is fully paid off. And I say, wow, so did I get closer or further from financial freedom? And you know what? Some would argue that I got a little bit closer, people do get a little bit closer. Well, in that case, it was an asset because it was kicking off rent. So yeah, there was a little extra cash flow. But how much more cash flow could I have had compared to what? So if, if you're going through this question, you're asking when is the right time to pay off my house? Well, in the absence of something better to do, like Joey said, that's where some people are going to default. Well, if you don't feel you have a better alternative, start asking yourself is this going to get me closer or further? And when you can answer that question objectively, that's going to help you move past the emotion because emotions are going to come up and emotions are just one of those things that are with us all the time. But you have to then be able to lay out a plan and say, well, you know what, this might actually get me closer if I do this instead of that.
0: Okay. So Mark's going to take the postmodern approach here. Everybody's truth is, is relative. JD, you had a very firm like, it is this way. You are wrong. That's right. How do you address that conversation with someone who is very emotional, tied to it? Maybe there's a maybe there's a a spouse involved, as Ernie mentioned, that is is really driving the decision to pay off the house. How have you been coaching people through this process?
3: Right. Okay. We're, in life. We're all going to make mistakes, right? And we're either going to make little mistakes or we're going to make big mistakes. And you can either make a really big mistake and you can pay off your house. So you can make a really small mistake and do something different. Um, that That's your answer
0: to them. <laughs> How wow. does that go? Yeah. <laughs> I I, don't, you know, listen, I, I I I don't I, see you that bold in a I, meeting. I'm just saying. I'm I'm I I listen, I've I've had a little bit of
3: uh, you know, sparkling San Pellegrino water, right? So, you know, I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> hopped up right now. Um, no, I, I, I think I think when you're dealing with somebody that that views fin- finances emotionally, it's really hard to engage in that conversation and use logic because they're not using logic right? They're, they're using emotion. And when you make decisions emotionally, whether financially or otherwise, that's, that's how you can tend to make mistakes, right? Like mm-hmm. feelings are, are important. They're real, but they're generally not reliable. And so if you want to look at this from a full 180 degree perspective, like you can't look at it emotionally, you have to approach it differently. And if, and if you're open to looking at it differently, I'm open to sharing with you what the facts are, but if you're not, like, I can't, you know, I can't. Um, it doesn't matter how much facts or logic I share with you because it's, it's not going to resonate.
0: Well, I, I agree with that 100%. One, we have to remove emotion from decision making, right? Emotion confuses, doesn't add clarity to the situation. So, in order for us to create clarity, we have to actually sit down and say, what's the goal, right? The mm-hmm. goal isn't to That's be right. debt free, debt free doesn't mean anything. Financially free doesn't mean anything. We have to figure out what is the goal. Why is that goal so important, right? And a lot of times people are making decisions based upon limited information. And and there's maybe it's limited time to be able to make decisions. So they just make the fastest one, not necessarily the right one, but the fastest one. And it, arguably, sometimes those decisions are the wrong ones. Sometimes they're right, right? Sit, sitting and doing nothing isn't always right either. But we, we have to figure out, if you're going to do this, go through the process of figuring out what is your goal. Not shocking, right? In our, in our process, that a lot of people will engage in, they take the passport challenge. They understand in that process, what is the goal? They define it. And then when you have a goal, you can start measuring things against that, right? Is the decision that, Joey, you've helped me many times by asking me when I would come to you with a you know, a financial decision I was pondering, you would say, how does that measure against your goal? Is that going to help you get closer to or further from financial freedom from your goal? Joey, right. You had to, you had to well, you I was thought. just
1: going to say that to me is how, from an emotional standpoint, I would say, J.D., one emotion can trump another. And in the sense where someone has been focused on the the negative, the scarce idea that, man, if I lose my house, that's just the most devastating thing that I could have. If somebody on that same level could swap that emotion with the emotion of, man, the time that I'm giving up by not being financially free with my family is slipping through my hands like sand. And I I don't know what I would do. The regret of of missing out on all this life with my family because I'm not financially free is a bigger regret than the possibility of me losing my house potentially. I think that it's not gonna work for everybody, but I think if you can think about that goal that you mentioned, Russ, that could be the thing that motivates you to say the house doesn't have to be paid
0: off. If it helps me get the financial freedom in the next year. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school,
1: dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no,
0: baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. And by the way, I think we have to, again, as you're saying that you're trying to address goals and prioritize them. Right. Because the thing that's the most important to us, truly the most important to us will be the thing that we will run the hardest at. Right. And and unfortunately, like Mark, you shared a second ago, you get, you get so goal oriented toward that one objective of paying off the house. So you start running as hard and fast as you can to get there. And then as you get, you start acquiring other information, you realize that wasn't the goal, but boy, you've you've wasted a lot of time in pursuit of it, right? And time is expensive. We can make financial mistakes. Money can be replaced. Time cannot. And I think that's probably one of the big issues here that we have to always be really cautious of is how much time are we wasting from pursuing a goal that probably isn't align with what our real goal is. All right. We don't have time to keep going on there. I want to I want to bounce to the second part of that. And I, I think it really ties into something you said, Joey. Earlier, you said one of the top reasons people identify as paying off the house is they can remove their payments, right? The, the payment is a thing. So let's talk about the alternatives. What is the alternative to paying off the house? But maybe I do have a payment. So I'm going to start with you, Stallion, and then I'll move around.
1: So here's the thing, it's all in light of the goal that we just mentioned, financial freedom, passive income greater than monthly expenses. If I start viewing my mortgage payment as a monthly expense that has to be covered by an outside passive income stream, now it's just a matter of, hey, I could take the cash flow that I was gonna use to pay down this mortgage and I could replace it with an investment that was more efficient, than the payment on this mortgage. It, thus, I will cover it faster by doing it. So I'm not gonna say specifics because that's what your investor DNA should inform, right? You should start with what are those things that I could use to, to cover that monthly expense. But I don't, is that what you're saying, Russ? I'm I'm trying to well, it,
0: that's what it I was would offer. your example. I was just trying to tee you up to allow you to share with someone what is an alternative. I, I like the fact that you you gave us a formula. Financial freedom is passive income greater than monthly expenses, right? If I have zero passive income and I have five thousand in monthly expenses, as a percentage, how close am I to financial freedom? We're at zero percent. Okay, let's just say I pay off my house. My mortgage payment was $2,000 a month. So now I got $0 in passive income and 3000 of monthly expenses. How close am I to financial freedom? You're still 0%, Russ. Okay, perfect. Now, what you're saying is if there was some way with all those extra dollars I was using to pay off the mortgage and I could create some level of passive income on the right side, not only am I getting closer as a percentage to financial freedom. But if I do well enough and that say is $2,100 given my example right. a second ago, if my passive income was $2,100 and my monthly expenses were 5,000 as a percentage, how close am I to financial freedom? You're a little, you're a lot better. little 40%, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I pay, I got more coming in than I go have going out. Yes. All right, so let's let's talk about alternatives then, Mark. Tell me some alternatives that you personally employed, right? Because you said you went one way, and obviously you made adjustments. So you started employing alternatives to paying for the mortgage, to not paying off other mortgages. What did you do?
4: In the last 15 years, when was the best time to buy real estate?
0: Today. 16 wow. years ago.
4: <laughs> right after the 08 meltdown, right. Right. So after the 08 meltdown was probably some of the best times to buy real estate. And guess what I did right after the 08 meltdown? I focused all my dollars to paying off that mortgage. Oh. So I missed out on quite possibly one of the most lucrative times to have gone after real estate. Again, I'm, I'm only speaking to real estate, and I, I and I do long term rentals in this time frame.
0: Hey, so can, can I can I can I put some guardrails around that real quickly? So if every year you were paying off, let's just say $20,000 worth of mortgage payments, right? You could have bought one house with a $20,000 down payment. That was a hundred thousand dollars, right? And if, and I hope you really quickly focus on what I'm about to say here. If you bought a rental house every year, just one every year for 10 years, at the end of that 10 years, starting in year 11, did you know that you could roughly take out about $100,000 out of that house? And just ballpark for me, uh, Ernie, how much in taxes would they pay on that $100,000 they take out of that one rental house? On a refinance? Yep. No taxes. Zero. How, so starting in year 11, they take out $100,000 and pay zero taxes on it. What could they do in year 12? Couldn't they do it again from the second house that they bought? Yep. How about year three, year yep. four, year five, year six, year seven? So, Mark, 10 years after that process, you could have been taking out $100,000 a year tax-free. Just as an example. Okay. I'm just trying to give everybody guardrails to what you're saying. Well, I'm just trying to, to, to press home the
4: point of when is your dollar the strongest? Today, today or tomorrow? Today. today, Today. right? In the last month, I saw gas in my area go up 25 cents. So it's 25 cents increase in a gallon of gas just in my area. And if you if you were to run that through as, as a quote dollar number, it's not pretty in terms of percent of increase. So another common question is, man, you know what, or a common statement is, man, if only I could have started my, my, my infinite banking policy years ago. Well, yeah, uh, sure. You, you could have done that. You could have also acquired cash flowing assets. All these things that in the past, we always have hindsight. And so what we're trying to give you now is the lens to ask the question so that when you are looking back in hindsight, you're going, oh, man, thank goodness I asked those questions so that I didn't dig myself into a different hole. I actually tunneled my way out. So what I did was I took the most valuable dollars I had and I put them to pay down on a debt that I, was able, that I could have punted for 30 years, and I could have taken those super valuable dollars, put them into cash flowing assets, had them create more cash flow, and then create an asset that in the future could have spun off even more. So that's why this question of, okay, well, when is the right time to pay off your home? Well, in that case, I'm showing you what I did and where I believe I went wrong so that hopefully you don't follow, because if you follow, me down that path, you're going to come to the right conclusion. It's just I'm trying to give you the fast pass. Mm.
0: Okay. Th- th- this is an example, tribe of OPM. You can you can, you can borrow, you can borrow the the money that Mark has already spent, and not have to get it and pay retail for it. All right, large farther. What's your take on this? What are what are some alternatives to paying off the mortgage here?
3: Look, I always think it's interesting that most people want to start downstream instead of upstream, right? Meaning like we always want to re- react to problems instead of figuring out like what caused the problem to begin with and then starting there. And, and what I mean is like, we, when we were talking yesterday about this, it was, it was fascinating um, and, and we've, we've touched all over this, but when you look at just real estate in general, right? You generally over a long enough period of time, you know, real estate appreciates in value. And generally over a short period of time, if you print trillions of dollars out of thin air, the cost of the value of the dollar goes down, right? Exponentially (laughs) in a short period of time. And so the point though, is that if you think about it, like big picture economically, you have a decreasing dollar in an appreciating asset, what other asset can you buy right, where the value of the dollar is actually going down, meaning it actually costs you less to buy it, and the value of the assets going up in 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 value? And,
0: and that's how else can because, you do? That? Because you're getting you're getting potentially fixed rate mortgages, right? Like you're Correct. you're getting a fixed payment over a long period of time, and it's to your point, that that thousand dollar a month payment. Ten years from now it doesn't feel like the same thousand dollars, right it, it buys less gas. it buys less groceries. it buys less you know boats diesel right? fuel er?
3: you know what I mean less <laughs> boats <laughs> it, it buys it, all it, that
0: and and I do think too part of your point is is that the Federal Reserve has already said their objective is That's to right. depreciate the dollar. That is the goal. They want to depreciate the dollar. so that is their stance. So to your point is that the reason real estate is appreciating, whether people are like, well, does it really appreciate or how much does it appreciate? No, it could be sitting still. It's appreciating because it's a real asset in the dollars that as the real estate is denominated in is being depreciated, right? So it is appreciating comparative to the nosediving dollar. I think that that's this right. what you're saying, true?
3: Yes, absolutely. So so my point is, is like when, when you just look at that on, at face value for what it is, the alternative is just pay it off under the normal circumstances. Like you could just do that and you're going to get out ahead, right? But, it, but if you want to take it a step further, investing in things that create passive income to pay that for you, right? To create financial freedom, like, like that's the alternative is either do nothing and you're still getting further ahead than you would if you were actually to pay it off or take the dollars that would ordinarily have gone to pay down that asset and purchase something that's gonna create income for you today.
1: Okay, I'm I'm gonna piggyback what you said with also what Mark just said. He said, I took the most valuable dollars, today's dollars to pay down a mortgage I could have punted for 30 years. But But what you just mentioned is go get passive income today. What sort of dollars does passive income produce? The most valuable dollars because they're today, right? They produce the cash flow today instead of what Wall Street tells you. By the way, I'm going to throw some more stones at Wall Street is man, you need to put money away so that in 30 years you can have an income stream, 40 years, whatever the case may be. You need the dollars today to do heavy lifting, to do the hard work. And the passive income that you need is going to help pay that mortgage down even. You know, it could be even faster if you used it. I, I'm not going to use it for that, but you get my point. Create valuable dollars today. And if you don't know where to start, that's what these guys are here for, by the way, right? The, that's what our process of the passport and the pathfinder will help you set your goal and then create the investment DNA that will help you get that passive income today. If you don't know that, go ahead and, and get on a call with these guys, right? of com forward slash free call and get started. Like, this
0: is the alternative. All right. So here, here's one of the things I think we we're talking about alternatives and I'm going to, I, I want to make sure I put a disclaimer here, right? What is good for us doesn't mean it's good for you, right? Not all of us possess the same talents. So one of our our mentors, Sharon Shravatsa said this when we were at the passive income mastermind, he said, just because JD did it, I can do it. He says, no, that's not true. You don't have the same investor DNA as JD. You don't have the same network as JD. You don't have the same financial experience as JD. You don't have the same understanding that Mark has or the insight to financials that Ernie has. You don't possess that. It's cute to say that you could do what they do, but that's not true, right? But you, what you have is your own unique set of gifts and knowledge. And you can continue to borrow others and apply it but if you're going to take these dollars that you were going to be paying down a mortgage with and instead go out and buy more liabilities with it, I, would you be in a better position? And the answer is no, right? right, right. People, when I, when I got into this financial world in 2004, I was being taught this strategy. Hey, mortgage rates are cheap. People are making bad decisions or having 15-year mortgages. They're taking all of this extra cash and trying to pay off their houses. Man, they should not be doing that. They should be refinancing out, taking cash and putting it into the stock market. The stock market is on a bull run and they're gonna have a pool of cash in five to 30 years that's gonna be so much greater than what it costs them, right, it makes total sense. And you know what, if they're really smart, they'll use these variable interest rate mortgages that even give them a lower interest rate. And they'll just keep re- refinancing every three to five years as their house doubles. Now, some people did that, and some people invested it. And those investments were cut in half. Their interest rates were doubled. They, they were in a bad position, right? So there are scenarios where people take this advice and try to apply it into a scenario that actually backfires on them. So what we're not, not saying is that you should just blanket do this without any understanding of your situation and making sure that the decisions that you're making are in line with ultimately your goals? So, why consider yep. alternatives, Ernie? Why should someone be thinking of other ways to do this?
2: I have two reasons. Okay. Number one is safety, because most people can't go out there and write a check and just pay off their house, right? it's a process over many years that requires you making extra payments which puts money out of your control and if something happens it's not necessarily easy to go get that money back particularly if you're in trouble and you know
1: yeah, it may even be impossible to that point yeah
2: so it's, it's it's not it's not even the safest thing what if instead of making extra payments on the house what if your goal Russ is to pay off your house What if it just, what if you're moderately to severely allergic to mortgages? (laughs) What if it makes your babies cry? This is the best thing. We just got to pay this thing off. What if instead of paying down the mortgage, you went and opened an insurance policy, started stuffing cash into it for the purpose of infinite banking, and we built enough value, you went and took a loan and paid off the house, paid off the mortgage. That would be safer than you paying it down over time. Just one one idea. The second reason why we should consider opportunities and alternatives is is the keyword consider. When you're so focused on paying down the house, you're only thinking about that one thing. But when you put yourself in a position of cash, it opens your mind to consider alternatives. And when is learning ever a bad thing? (laughs) When is considering alternatives a bad thing? When is getting exposed to what successful people are doing a bad thing? These are all great opportunities that will not engage in our brains if we're constantly putting money out of our control.
1: Mm. For those two reasons, I'm out.
2: I'm paying off the house.
1: I I just want to add what, what you're saying, Ernie, the last point about education and being around people who are like, when you put yourself in a position to invest, because you're not giving up control. That's what the inner circle is for, right? We're about to to break from this podcast and enter the inner circle for a live Q&A with our members. And we're gonna go deep on this subject and we're gonna cover anything else that, that may be in their way to get them to financial freedom. They're gonna have a specific time where they just mastermind with each other so that they can get unstuck from the things that may be holding them back, whether it's emotional, Financial, whatever it may be, that's why well, you need to be a part of a place
0: like this, right? Well, this is I the mean, inner I, circle for you. Well, I mean, so I mean, la- last month inside the inner circle, we were learning from the land geek himself, Mark Podolsky. Who was teaching us his land flipping formula. It, in the, in the month of July, we're, we're focused on what, Ernie, you were just talking about. You, you threw it out really nonchalantly, like you should have taken that money. You should have structure, structured an infinite banking system to be able to house that cash, let the equity and the life insurance be the holder of your equity, your home equity, giving you access to the cash without any restrictions, right? No limitations to appraisals. It pays a death benefit in eventually event you were to die before you pay off the house, so your family's in a multiplied scenario from that position. Next month, we're talking about how do we leverage cars? How do we create passive income streams through the possibility of using apps like Turo, right? We go into the car rental game. The next month, we're talking to a guy who built a platform that shows us how to do group investing with our family and friends. How do we start compiling dollars from many people so that we can start investing as a group and start taking action. We don't have to be a part of these huge investment syndicates. We can be that, but that's what we learn, right? That's what the inner circle gives us. And as well as the, the masterminding that happens that you were just referring to, Joey. Like right. To me, the best opportunities happen from those around us striving to accomplish the same thing. If, if we're the only one out there searching. Ultimately, we're going to end up being, being and doing the things that other people near us are doing. And I think probably the reason you see most of the people trying to pay off their house is because that's the number one objective for the friend group that you have. Final thoughts, Mark.
4: Final thought is if you've already gone down that road and you have paid off your home, you know what? At least congratulations to you for doing that. But I also want you to know it's not a one-way street. I did it. I have clients who now found themselves in a spot where they have paid off a home and they're saying, oh my gosh, how could I come up with more money? Just because you've paid that thing off, it doesn't mean that all those dollars truly are stuck in purgatory. We could find a way to ask the questions. Is there something else you could be doing? Is there another opportunity? Is there a way to get you closer to financial freedom? And for me, that was re-liberating those dollars. And for one of our other clients, it was for re-liberating those dollars as well. But that's where those conversations come from. Asking yourself the question, is this move? Is this decision? Is this opportunity getting me closer or further from financial freedom?
0: JD, final thought.
3: Who was it that said, own nothing but control everything?
0: I know that.
3: Right. Somebody. Uh really really smart. Oh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> <bridge made> <laughs> it was somebody, right? But I, I love that idea because it, it helps, I think, also to frame everything we're talking about. Right. When I have my house paid off, I own it, but the bank controls the equity because I have to ask them permission to get access to it. And so I don't think people fully understand how a lot of that works. And I didn't fully understand it either for as long as I was in this financial industry. And so I really started circling, getting around people uh, like, like you, you guys and, and the folks in, within our community. Um, and, and so I think if you want what everybody else has, then do what everybody else is doing. But if you want something different, then you have to be willing to do the exact opposite. And if everybody is working to pay off their mortgage, but you don't like the financial results that they're getting, you probably shouldn't do the same financial, make the same financial decisions that they're making.
0: Gotcha. Aaron, final thoughts.
2: I want to revisit something, Russ, you were talking about earlier because it is the example I use whenever I encounter someone who's thinking and sharing with me one of their goals is to pay off the house, which is the opportunity to buy one rental property every year for 10 years. And just the bottom line that I won't walk all the way back through, but let's say that your your mortgage right now costs you $20,000 a year. You make monthly payments, $20,000 a year. The opportunity to not pay extra on that and instead buy buy a property one a year to create the ability to to make an income of $100,000 in year 11 on is so much greater than paying off the house that costs you $20,000 a year. Would you rather create an income for yourself of $100,000 or free up $20,000 a year? That's just one example and why it would be worthwhile at least delaying the home payoff strategy to invest in education inside of our inner circle that you can learn more about that idea or other ideas that would fit your investor DNA and then take action in a direction with full conviction, not just because you're afraid of the mortgage payment. Wouldn't that be so much better? Mm.
0: Stallion, final thoughts.
1: I'm going to throw a quick stone at Dave Ramsey. He says that the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I would say if that is the status symbol in your circle, get a different circle, right? That sucks. <laughs> what, what is awesome is when the person has more passive income than they have monthly expenses. And they're able to live their life on their own terms, even including the fact that their mortgage is being paid by some outside source that is not active on their part. That is the new status symbol. And that's where I'm saying you got to think about the alternatives.
0: Well, I cannot top any one of those four final thoughts, so I won't try. (laughs) If you're having questions, if paying off your house was your Number one on your list of things to do this year, of things to try to accomplish to be quote unquote financially free. And now you're you're challenged by some of these responses. Opportunity is yours. You can take action. You can go to wealthplotwallstreet.com forward slash free call. One of these coaches are happy to listen to your situation. Again, we're not here, we're not financial advisors, we're not to be your financial planner, we're not to tell you what to do, but we're to give you an outside perspective, right? Our name says it all, Wealth Without Wall Street. We think differently. We are pursuing financial freedom in the relationship of having more passive income than monthly expenses. We practice what we preach. None of us are paying off our houses. Know when you call us, we're going to give you an alternative answer. But as always, we appreciate you listening. If, if your friend, your brother-in-law, your mom, your sister, they need to hear this message please share it. Just press that little button on your phone, text it to them. Every one of those podcast apps has the ability to share this. We'd love to have them listen to this and love to have them take an action just like you are. Have an amazing day.
2: This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that
3: your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.